Mate, come on. When you send me a message that says 23 you'd be proud of or you'd be proud of me, I lasted uh 23.54 seconds. Hope you're proud of me. Where do you think my brain's gonna go? The word let's I mean the word lasted wasn't in there. Yeah, it's true. My mind just put it in. That's what I mean. <laughs> Got an issue. <laughs> Content catch. Friends and enemies, welcome to the season two finale. Finale? Finale? Sarah? Finale, Sarah. 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 Um, season two finale of the content catch up. Michael Barker, it is again a pleasure to have you for the last time well, in season two. It sounds like a bit of a threat, but uh, it's a pleasure to be here as always. Um, how are you? How are you going? Talk to us. Going well, going well. I'm going to jump straight into my three good things for this week. Yep. Um, and if you don't know what the three good things are, this is something raised by the social sandwich. Go and give him a follow on uh, Insta and Twitter just to make you stop talking about COVID, really. And he does it's have a name. Pretty much. Edwin, shout him out. Edwin, it's not just a Edwin. random talking sandwich Edwin, that we like dickhead. to bring up. <laughs> <laughs> um, three good things for this week. Um, fuck, I don't know. It's, it's hard. It's hard. It Went for a really nice walk today. Yeah. And I know that sounds trivial. But no, it endorphins. Is like endorphins, like a bit of a different route, different way to go around. So that was fun. Yeah. Um, I made some more cookies this week. I know I made some last week, but I made some more and I dropped them off to a, a friend's house during the week. And um, that gave me some good serotonin as well. That's the old that's uh, what, what was the menu. Uh, sorry, what was the – you did choc chip last week for your dad? It, it's still choc – it's still choc chip. I just had some extra choc chips laying okay. over. Mix it up. Mate, when was the last time you baked it? <laughs> oh, well, I probably helped at least, but never would be the answer. Anyway, number two. Um, and the, that was number two. And number three, I um, I watched the, the footy with some mates last night over um, Zoom. Oh. Not not in person, don't yeah. worry. Um, watched the Ds get up, but that was nice. Like, um, probably haven't spoken to my mates as much, but just to not have to do the awkward, like, oh, what are you doing? You know, what yeah. are you doing? Just have um, the footy on and just watch it together as normal as you can. And, yeah, they're my three good things from this week. What about you, Barks? Ex- What's happening? Excellent. Well, that, I just want to touch on that. I think everybody can um, relate to being on those Zoom calls with mates, but it does get to a point where you're just like, so, like, what has everyone been up to? And then it just it reminds everyone that, wait, we're just stuck inside and we haven't done a single thing. Yeah. So it's good, good, good choice with the footy. Uh, my three things. I think I made a passing comment to you the other week of my frustration of puzzles. Well, I've come around. Oh god, I've come around. <laughs> I've enjoyed it. We nailed one. We finished that one this week. Um, and I think what was a- it? Was it the circle one that you said? There's the circle one. So, um, hmm. how do I explain it? A bunch of bloody bright colours, flowers, animals. Just I don't know how to explain it. A forest sort of vibe. Do- can you can you post a, a picture of the final product on our Insta maybe so people okay. have an idea of what you're talking about? Okay. Um, sure. Sure thing, Julian. Puzzles. Yeah. Uh, what else? Buddy, what else has happened? I've gotten better with coffee making. Coffee. Yeah. Yes. So that's, that's very true. With some expert guidance by my uh, master coffee expert. <laughs> um, but no, that's number two. Number three. Jeez, I don't know, Jules. I'm I'm struggling with this one. You've you've taken footy. What about what about, what about your um, photography challenge? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So this week's theme was architecture. So it just I guess it makes you look at things a little different. Um, bit of art. 
Barkitecture, you reckon? Bit of barkitecture. That's funny. So, yeah, we went out, went, that one <laughs> went out this morning and uh, took some photos of some bloody residential houses within 5Ks. <laughs> I, I hope you weren't taking photos of the people inside. Then. No, it, it does get a bit like <laughs> that. Though. Like when you're hovering around the front, you're just like, nobody else. You know they're home. They're not doing anything else. And you just look outside and there's a couple of people just staring down your house. So, if you saw me this morning, it's a compliment. Nice he wasn't he, he, he didn't have the the super long lens out looking into your window at all. It was just for the outside of the house. Absolutely. Um I, I want to quickly touch on the the funniest FaceTime call that you and I had last week <laughs> after the show where um so Barks and I now have the same coffee machine if you haven't picked up on that yet. Accidentally. Um, Accidentally, but it's a brilliant coffee machine. Jeez, I wish we were sponsored by Breville. How good would that be? <laughs> Isn't it it's a Breville Barista Max? Oh, no. no, it's some Breville. Sunbeam. Sunbeam Barista Max, isn't it? Barista Max, yeah, sorry. I wish we were <laughs> sponsored by Sunbeam. <laughs> anyway, it's a brilliant coffee machine. Anyway, um, so Breville or the Sunbeam? <laughs> no, right, both the of sunbeam. them. Both of them are good. Um, Barks has been Barks is early on in his coffee journey and got to appreciate he's come a long way in two weeks. But um, well, he FaceTime. I came FaceTime from instant coffee. Last week. I came from instant yeah. coffee last week. Over the week before, I bought the coffee machine. That's true. Um, he FaceTime me last week. He put me up, and I was guiding him through. It was like the blind leading the blind, even though we had FaceTime going. Me just screaming out in, um, instructions on what he should do next and him just being like, I am tamping it hard. <laughs> yeah. I am. I'm like, mate, you're barely touching it harder. We should have filmed it because you, you were getting aggressive <laughs> with your tamping. I was getting aggressive. And but it, it worked out the better. And how long did you last this morning? My coffee lasted <laughs> a, a PB for me. 23, what was it? 0.58 seconds. 23.5 seconds. Well done. No, but it's it's been it's been interesting. And then the best part of that first time was when it got to the milk and you thought I was killing a cow because well you oh, don't do mate. you don't do milk and I'll, I'll admit I struggle with it. <laughs> uh, the milk is the hardest part, but when milk sounds like it's being absolutely fucking slaughtered, it sounds like a cat dying. I, uh, <laughs> and that's what it sounded like. It, uh, I appreciate the baristas out there that do it now because mine has sounded awful a number of times. Yeah. Anyway, Julian. But anyway, mail. we're not here to talk coffee. We're talking mail. Open the mail. We're talking mails? <laughs> uh, no, just mailbag. Mailbag. Okay. Um, so this is a sort of mailbag episode. Um, number one, because you piss ants didn't actually write any questions. <laughs> That's right. But <laughs> it's all right. We, we live and learn. But we do appreciate you voting on some of the questions that we put to you earlier this week. Um, in our Instagram story. So we're going to run through those and give you some thoughts. Barks, yes. we're going to kick this off with the first question, and it is, what is your dream job in sports? Barks answer first. There you go. Yeah, Barks answer first. We'll That's from the run sheet. We'll, well follow done. this week. Finally reading it. Only took 30 episodes. Well, good question, us. Really well thought out, us. Uh, my dream job is probably, it's probably pretty similar to this, but I will admit that I think... So video producer is my title right now, but I, I would love to be a bit of an all-round content producer. So it's probably, which you do, like I do a bit of, but I guess a bit more photography and a bit more all-rounded. But to be honest, like as it's not naive isn't the right word, but like where I'm at now, this was once considered my dream job. So I think I'm pretty open with that. And I think if anything, it's doing a bit of everything rather than just video. 
I think um, no, any, no, anyone who knows Barks would know how much he loves editing a video. So that's not a surprising answer. But I also see how much you push yourself to do other stuff. So you turning around and being like, I want to do animation or photography or anything like that is also not surprising. Um, that's probably something I'm, I want to touch on a bit later. It's one of my um, predictions slash trends for the upcoming mm. year. But what is it about being an all-rounder that you think is most attractive? Probably just not like doing the same thing. Like as you, as you just said, like, I don't think I, I can't imagine myself getting bored of editing videos, but at the same time you want to push yourself and if you're doing the same thing season after season as much as you can try to change things it will get a bit stale. So I guess it's just that keeping in the back of my mind, I'm a video producer now, but what if photography was my main thing in like three years? Like just sort of, hmm. I guess, challenging yourself is the easy answer to that. Um, That's Sorry, go on. No, no, you keep going. No, that was this it. Is your I think challenging myself. Challenge you yourself, you don't pushing want, yourself to try new things. Yeah, you right? don't want to become stale even if you enjoy it now. I guess at the back of my mind, I want to keep enjoying it like in the future. Mm. So you got to find ways to do that. Um, but that is my answer. What is your dream job in sports? Yeah, I'm um, I'm not sure. I've done, no, it's, oh, I've that's done a good it. answer. I, I do like what I do now. Um, I think we've spoken about this before. And I don't want to give everyone my bloody CV, but I'm <laughs> less hands-on than I used to be um, mm. at the moment. I'm, more down the path of digital marketing than I am actually content producer. That being said, I do get a bit micromanagey and insert myself into content discussions a bit. But I think what I what I really enjoy about my job is the strategy side of things and thinking about like what bits of content are going to work and what kind of areas um, and then also like the best way to promote them. So I, I do really like what I'm doing right now. Um, my dream job would be when it eventually exists um, is like a chief digital officer or something like that and oversee just all the digital assets and digital opportunities that a, a, a sports club could have. And mm. yeah, just, just taking everything to the next level. I think like sport media has come such a long way in such a short time that it's it's almost like as, as soon as it catches up to it where it should be, it's already like past... It, it keeps moving like yeah. you're never catching up and whereas like a, a traditional job like uh, my favorite one to bring upon accountants like that <laughs> not again that state <laughs> the fucking accounts that job in my like the progression has stayed the same as like for years and years and years mm. whereas with sports sport content digital digital content i don't think it's got to the point yeah, I don't think it's finished evolving yet. So yeah, I just want to keep going along that trajectory and see where it kind of goes. Really. So when you when you plan out a lot more of the content than obviously I do, you mentioned being like hands on. Do you miss like do you think in the future you'll want to go back to being hands on and actually producing the content, or you think you you this is for you the more as you said the organizing and I guess strategizing mm. it. It's, it's hard because it's hard to let go and that's the hardest thing you, you can do, right? Like it's so hard to like when I, when I, when I started, like I was hands-on writing the tweets and like scheduling everything and like making sure that the website was all up to date and stuff like that. 
And letting go of that and trusting other people to do it is the hardest thing to do, but it also frees you up so much to do other stuff that you're interested in and direct all your energy towards it. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm enjoying like being creative in other ways now. And this, this is one of the ways that I think I really enjoy being creative and yeah, I, I don't foresee me wanting to go back into a hands-on. I want to have some control and some say, but I don't foresee me wanting to jump on the tools again and like, yeah. and do stuff unless I have to. I think it's an interesting one though, because like, I reckon that's what I'd struggle with. Like we're all creative minds here, but if you're strategizing and planning certain ways you want to do stuff, I'd struggle. Yeah. I guess trusting that you, that people do it the way you want to do it. Like if you've got these great thoughts and ideas and somebody doesn't execute it, you'd, you'd sort of think maybe I should get back into it. <laughs> like I, I want to do that. Right. But I, I guess that's like the other side of it. It's like you only have one way of doing stuff and if you start trusting people around you to do things right mm. you open yourself up to a whole new world of ideas and possibilities for content that you would never have thought about on your own that's true that's a good point more more minds so, are, well, multiple minds are more powerful than yours yeah yeah i think it's just like about guiding people in the right direction that's all it is yeah good answer um all thanks right. mate that's all right Next one, Julian, as voted by you, our beloved listeners. What do you think the next level sports content is in Australia? I I think you, I we harp on about it so much in this show, but there's there's one particular sports brand that are just like miles ahead of the rest in everything they do, and I get that a lot of it's driven by on field success, <laughs> yeah. and that makes it a lot easier. <laughs> I think I know where you're going, but. There's no one that competes with the Melbourne Storm in terms of what they're producing on every single level. Yeah. Like, I don't know if ever, hopefully everyone by this chance has had a, a chance to look at the the Purple Rain campaign that they're, they're running as part of their final series. But. Incredible. Like. I was scrolling. Incredible. Scrolling their Twitter feed last night during their game, just admiring. Just, I mean, they go. It goes to their tweeting as well, but just the graphics, the whole the whole idea behind it, the video they launched it with, they're, mm. they're yeah, when you say next level, the Melbourne Storm are next level. I I think like, and it's probably something we, we spoke about when we did speak to Britt Denton, um, who's one, someone who works there. Um, they do such a good job of like not talking about rugby, but talking about rugby. Yeah. And like making Melburnians really get behind this team. I don't, I, I can't like their videos, their graphics, their interviews, the way that they highlight the players, their tweets. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing there that you would change. Their brand is arguably one of the strongest brands on social media. Yeah. Um, across any sport. Yeah. Wholeheartedly agree. And I think it's a good call just to check out the, check the, Check their Twitter feed, how they tweet a game, just from that. Yeah. Um, or if you don't know anything about NRL, which let's be honest, are us, like us, just go <laughs> have a look at <laughs> go have a look at what they produce. It doesn't matter what you look it, at because you'll be impressed and sort of get yeah. the get what we're talking about. Absolutely true. And um shout out to everyone that works out. So there's Britt, um, who's in charge of their comms, I believe, or I we'll can't probably remember get exa- this her exact title. We'll get this wrong. But Britt, who's there, I think she does all the social media and tweets and, and does a bit of the articles on the website. Um, Oran is Oran. Oran? Yeah, I think Oran, who's their sort of 
Well, their digital manager. Head of brand, head of brand. Yeah. 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 And then um, as we found out last night, I don't know if – is she a new – like a graphic – one of their graphic designer who's helped with that. One of their graphic designers. Yeah, Michaela, I think her name is. And then, of course, yep. Darcy, the video. Is yep. that all of them? I don't know. We're probably going to miss some. But Darcy's the video. I'm going to give a special shout-out um, to – one of my mates who has just made his way there, who's done nothing for them. He's, he's quite useless, <laughs> but uh, good old Frankie Holzer, who who is um, he went from Essendon to to Sydney Swans to Hawthorne and now has landed at the Storm and has done well for someone who is a part-time graphic designer, full-time actor. Let's just say that. Is he actually? Um, but he, yeah, you can Google oh, yeah. Frankie Holzer. <laughs> Go watch his short films. That's but awesome. But no, he, he's, he's now landed there as their... Um, I think head graphic designer or head of creative or something like that. And with him there now, like I, I can't wait to see how I, – I don't even know how their work could improve, but like yeah. they're, they're fucking they're nuts. Storms are nuts. I, 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 fucking, I thought you were going to go down the track of insulting the poor Frankie when you said he's done <laughs> he's done well for somebody and I thought you are going to list off a bunch of things that he's shit at or shit, nah, he's done well for somebody. He's, he's very good. <laughs> <laughs> you like him big lakers man um mm. the other one that i thought is really emerging and i really love the space that they're playing in i think it's Roland sport on oh, Twitter. Yeah. they do like a lot of gifs and like memey um kind of stuff it's not groundbreaking let's let's face it but we talked about it last week about like taking advantage of situations and being able to be reactive. Yeah, and that's a good call. Make the most of it. And they do it so well. They're very They quick. don't do it in an insulting way. They don't do it in a like, let's shit on someone. They do it in a, haha, let's all laugh at this together kind of way. Yeah. Um, real, yeah. Real like um, meme quality of entertainment. Yeah. It, it's, it's like a halfway. You know how uh, I think it's Bleach Report or, and or House of Highlights. They do memes, but they also do like highlights. Mm. In Australia, I feel like we've got Highlights Club who does like the the real stuff, like yeah. real vision that's sent in. And then you've got Roland Sport that's like they're just like chopping stuff up and, um, you know, making memes more funny stuff yeah. come out of it. Um, I sounded like a real boomer then. <laughs> no, they're both they're both um different answers, but I like that. Shout out to the Roland Roland Sport. I don't know if it's one Roland Sport. One person or a few, but um Yeah. Yeah. Very good. I reckon they're the type of page that you'll see blow up even more. Sort of like Highlights Club esque as you as you mentioned. Yeah. And probably a shout out to Highlights Club as well. He's like crushing Scott is crushing content Scott, there yeah. and, and really diversifying everything he's doing. So Quick. Awesome stuff over there. He's uh Scott Walton. He's um, I think he's gonna take his stuff to a place I like where he'll he's starting to produce it. He he's bought his own camera. I've seen he's making it. Mm. He's putting himself in front of the camera. I think there's a real space for that. But that that's could be one of the trends we're talking in the next bit of the show. But as for this one, your turn. My turn. So I'm gonna take it in a bit di- a different direction of personal branding. Um, AFL World, Mitch Robinson. So he's basically, I think a professional professional streamer is what you'd call him because, mm. like, I don't know how many followers he's got, but he basically does Twitch. He has his own podcast. And I think it's not really – I'm not going to talk about examples of what makes him next level, but I think what he's doing with his own personal brand is the answer to the, the next level of what content in Australia can be because I love what he's doing with Twitch. I love what he's doing with podcasting and I think – 
he's the type of person that I can see pushing his personal brand beyond, um, like making his career after footy. So I think that's mm. that's my answer to to that question because what he's doing now is great, but I could imagine him doing even bigger and better things uh, in the future. It's something that you've particularly brought up a lot over the last season, but athletes having their own presence on um, on social media and, mm. and through their channels. And I think like you're so right. Mitch Robinson is really leading the way in Australian sport, at least from an AFL perspective. I think we saw a lot in the Olympics, like we saw a lot more people come come forward and, and start producing content, but Mitch does it consistently. Yeah. Um, and he's got such a like charismatic he does, doesn't he? Approach to it, yeah. Even it's kind of like no bullshit, but yeah, like in a nice way. Yeah, yeah, he does have that persona. Actually, I think it's it's also just incredibly smart. Like, if mm. you've got an interest in these things and you're not taking advantage of the online, I guess, media world of gaming, whatever it might be, it's sort of just like why the he- why the hell not? Like, you're only in this yeah. position for what maximum ten years or something. Use it yeah. now and break the benefits after it make the most of it and you're right like no one's going to care about mitch robinson if he doesn't do this stuff like no, no offense to him that's not a knock on him <laughs> yeah, but no, like okay. how, many, how many athletes are out there that are like just disappear into a void because they don't make any effort and then they're like oh mm. fuck i've finished footy no one cares about me anymore i'm not relevant yeah what am i going to do yeah it's, at least this way he's doing something it's true it's just the realism of it hmm Cool. All cool. Right. Well, we're on to, on to question three, and we touched on this, didn't we? We did touched a little. on this a little bit in that last answer. But um, as voted by you, our lovely fans, what are some what what are <laughs> some up in there? You're right. Going to talk about it. I think I'm going. I think I'm going through puberty halfway through the show. Right, what are some of the trends for sports and sports content in 2022? Might be. Big question, broad question. Mm. So I had a bit of a thing about this. This this is probably a bit of a broad answer, but I think we're going to see everything stripped back in 22. I think you could start with graphic design. I think graphic design is one example, layouts, whatever it might be, wallpapers. I don't know if you agree with this, but I feel like it's been – the clutter of it all has been tried. So I think what makes mm. really good designs, it's almost like the more clutter, the better in some aspects, like all the textures, all the whatever you want to throw at multiple people in one picture. I think people are really enjoying and appreciating the simple, the better. So it's not going to be as much going on, but it's going to be more brought back to the idea. And I think mm-hmm. the less clutter doesn't just go to graphic design, but it goes to a bit... Uh, to the angle of less produced, so I think less less is more. That's one thing. Um, can I can I um yes jump in there of course. Um, I think that's a very good point. Number one, and I think we we're starting to see a bit of an example of that. I think um Edwin tweeted something the other day from the Manly Sea Eagles, Fuck, which was their game talk. day graphic. We're gonna stop giving him kudos, <laughs> mate. He's doing he he's doing fantastic. So let's let's be serious. No, so he's he's doing superb things, and that's enough. Shit. So we won't go on about that. But go on. <laughs> but he did he did tweet an example of um, the Manly Sea Eagles game day graphic. And while I'll stand here and say I will die on this this hill, but and say the Storms graphics are the best. But the simplicity of the the Manly Sea Eagles graphic, which was just like a picture of a player's head and the game details down the bottom. Yeah. My God, it was refreshing to see. Yeah. And that's, that's probably the good word for refreshing because I think that's what I was trying to 
said before, we've seen enough is going on. Too much has been going yep. on in some of our designs. Um, the yep. Lakers have also kind of really stripped it back with theirs. Mm. I think they're they're quite simple down that like really minimalistic movie poster kind of feel. Exactly. Rather than yeah anything too crazy. Even something like filters. I think we've gone mm. we've gone through the phase of teams and people trying too much going on with your photos. I reckon yep. we'll, I think we'll see it stripped back a lot. Second answer to this bit, um, our attention span. We talked about this. You're sick of documentaries. I feel like they're going to fade out a little. I feel like yeah. it's going to go to the next level of everybody's attention span is shit. So you're going to see reels, TikToks, that sort of stuff really take over like what used to be like full-blown like opposition reports, like previewing matches, previewing player matchups. I feel like mm. you're going to get that in like – five to ten seconds somehow like people will just start producing that kind of stuff i think that is such a good call as well I thank think, you <laughs> I, I couldn't agree with this more man like i'm so sick of and this is hard because there is a time and a place for it but i hate long really long interviews and that's just from someone who can't sit down and and really stomach them mm, but you're not um, the only one that's the thing but there's also on the other side, like this podcast goes for 40 minutes half the time and there are people that sit down and listen to them. So thank you it, again. <laughs> thank you. God. Um, I think it's got its place, but I do think there should be more of a focus on like that bite-sized bit of information, bit of content that really captures your attention Yeah. and either directs you to a, a longer bit of content or like that's it. It's just one 15-second thing and that's we're done. Exactly. Edwin again, he mm. said one second is any attention span, right? Oh, fuck off, Edwin, honestly. It's like we've uh, rehearsed this. <laughs> uh, trends for you, Julian, big Julian. Uh, trends for me. Um, I think the number one thing we're going to see the end of, and this, is, this comes from a bit of a place of pain because i love the 90s style content i love it oh no but it's done it's done, it's done. I, mate how many more vhs overlays <laughs> are we gonna it. need to see <laughs> yeah i know true. you love it i actually like, don't love glitches, it that much it's done it's been overdone you're right it's done glitches vhs 90s style graphics it's done it, if we keep seeing these in the the next year we're gonna we're doing ourselves a disservice because we're just going back to the well for the same shit Mm. Um, and it's easy to go back to because you know it works but i think it's now time for the next thing and the next thing might very well just be moving to early 2000s style like <laughs> um, you know i mean that that's a simple progression right we've yeah. done 80s i feel like we did big 80s vibes a couple of years ago when miami were remember miami did the big like pink vice yeah. kind of jumpers and then we moved to 90s and now, yeah, two thousands. Uh, it's hard though, because like, I don't think I think a lot of people agree with me when I say I'll never get sick of throwback in a certain mm. in a certain way. Like you use sport guernseys or jerseys, yeah. who's gonna get sick of that? But you're right though. Where, like, where could it go? Could it go futuristic? Do you get weird? Yeah, that's a that's a thing. I think like it's now not trying to squeeze everything into that nineties mold, but rather look for content. That if it fits within that space, that's that's where it lies, but not making everything like 90s. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so contra- I think that's – sorry? No, I was going to say controversially, um, couldn't you say our beloved Melbourne Storm graphics were 90s yesterday, last night? Correct. Mm. But we're still in 2021, so we're talking about 2022. True. True. 
Thank you for clarifying. I'm, I'm, that. I'm saying that, like, <laughs> yeah, and like I said, right. I love the '90s stuff. I really do, but I just think it's run its race. Like, I think it's done. Yep, I think it's enough. I agree. I think wh- when it became enough, and you said it last week, was when Manchester United were using the same VHS overlay that <laughs> you can download on yeah. YouTube. Like that's that's it's kind of yeah, sort of what it's become. Like in video editing, yeah. like you sort of like, oh, how can I make this a bit grungy, appeal to whatever whoever you're trying to appeal it? Oh, let's Google some glitch overlay, some rewind, yeah. fast forward, uh, VHS action. Yeah, I, I think that's it's been done. Um, it was like the lens flare from. Years ago, <laughs> oh, yeah. So I wasn't gonna say anything, but yeah, uh, it, these trends are funny, so we'll see what lasts, what doesn't next year. We'll see what lasts. Um, the second one, I think it's another one that we've touched on, uh, but it's a shift from play by play coverage, shift away from play by play coverage over social media and a, and mm. a shift to moment coverage. Love it, I love and it. I think that's self-explanatory. That's the way it should be. I think so. You can go back to Melbourne Storm once again if we really wanted to because, as we said, they tweet better than everyone, anyone I've seen play-by-play-wise because it's not exactly play-by-play. Um, no. But, like, we've touched on halftime graphics. What's the point? Things like that. Fuck them off. Fuck them off. <laughs> don't don't, don't want to see them. I, I get, like, full-time. I can kind of understand that. But what I love, there's a few teams that do this in America already, like – um. The Red Sox are one, and I'm pretty sure um, the Celtics also do it. There'd be mm-hmm. a number of them, but they only post full-time graphics if they win. If they lose, it nah. just goes up in the story and it disappears. I think that I think it's something in there. It's like Miami. Miami Heat doing the old memes. If they win, nothing. Yeah. If they lose. Exactly. Like, <laughs> who actually needs a, a losing graphic? Like, why are we doing that to ourselves? Mm. It's, it's, yeah, it's a point we keep going back to over multiple episodes because it's like you can't shy away from telling teams if they win or, I mean, telling fans if you won or lost, but then think mm. about it from the other opinion of, well, everybody knows. Like there's other outlets, I mean, other exactly. brands or companies to tell us. We can, we can, we know the score if we look in our ESPN app or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And I think like in terms of, well, this is my opinion anyway. In terms of like live tweeting of a game or live coverage of a game, it should be a conversation, not a da 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 score time done. Yep, and and what you've got access to or what you can provide that nobody else can provide, and that that's sometimes a yep. tricky question during a game because everybody's yep. watching the same game. But I think that's a good way to think of it. Yep. Um, and then my last one is something that we touched upon again earlier today. It's like you've read my run sheet. But <laughs> crazy shit <laughs> happening. Crazy shit. Um, it's something you said um, in terms of your dream job, but I think like the traditional social producer will will start to phase out. Um, mm. And I think, I think like, yeah, it'll become, you're already starting to say, like you said, the Melbourne United job where it's a multimedia producer. I think that's going to become the new norm. I don't think people are going to look for people that can just write tweets or one one or task. whatever it might be. One task, yeah. yeah. They're going to look for an all rounder, um, which makes yeah, it makes it I. makes it harder as well in a way for people trying to get in the industry. But it's it, it's tough though because uh, I I still believe if you nail if you're an amazing photographer in by itself mm. that can that is still a way to get an opportunity. But it's hard though because I agree with yeah. what you're saying. I still think there's space, like if you are an amazing photographer or you are an amazing writer, but it's also like 
the realization that that's not all there is like no you need to if you're an amazing photographer sweet you've also got a, a camera that can record video do you know how to at least take a basic video yep. and cut it up and sweet you can write articles do you know how to match these articles with great moments and videos or like cut up that video so it feeds into your article well no one's asking you to go out and be next like you but like speaking of me, it probably goes back to my point of um, I want to do more than just video and maybe yeah. maybe part of that is my head going, you've got to be useful in five years' time. Like you've got to be able to do a bit of everything as well as- You do have to. As well as you do what you've complimented video. Like you've got to be able to do everything as well as you do video. Yeah. Is it What's the, what's the saying, Jack? Jack oh, it's of all trades. Uh, it's dickhead, actually. Jack of all what? Trades? Hold on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the full quotes. It's a jack of all trades, a master of none, though though oftentimes better than master of one. So, like, you can be good at so many things, but and that's better than being good at one. Yeah. It holds truth, isn't it? Holds truth. Right. All right. That's it for that. Question four. What? This is uh, interesting. One, what can mm. you do to get better if you're already in the, in the industry? Julian. Yeah, I think similar to what we're saying, just don't say no to anything. Yeah. Like look for new opportunities. If you're already working in the industry, you're exposed to so many different um, areas of a business that you wouldn't get exposed to in pretty much any other industry like if you are just working in the content space, let's say you're a writer, you can go sit with the video team, you can sit with the graphic designers, you can understand what they're doing, ask them for tips, tricks, whatever it might be, and learn. Mm. You have access to the technology, you have access to the equipment, and no one ever stops you from going out after work and saying, hey, can I use this camera to go doing this? Or can I jump on Photoshop and try this? Like, yep. the world is really like, yeah, it opens up. And then like from a other perspective of the business, like you can go and sit with the the commercial team and, and learn how sponsorship works or what they do with your content after you create it and how it's valued and all that kind of stuff. So mm. I think that's the biggest lesson I've taken out of learning in sport is just don't say no to anything and always ask. Yeah, look look outside your, your kind of comfort zone and, yeah. Just even ask to sit in on meetings or like when a decision gets made, don't be afraid to ask, but in a respectful way, like why is that happening or what? why are we doing it like this? Yeah. Because um, you learn so much. I agree. I think asking questions is a massive one um, mm-hmm. that I think and a massive one for me as well because I think there have been a few instances over my time where I've noticed you can sort of tell where people, you don't, you can tell when someone doesn't know something but pretends like mm. they do and there's nothing wrong with – there's no people say there's no stupid questions but I absolutely agree with that. Like there is no stupid questions and even if you yeah. ask one that you think is, well, chances are you'll learn something from it anyway. So Chances are someone's always thinking the same stupid question yeah. as you are anyway. That shows you you're interested anyway at the very least. Mm. Uh, my answer to this is a bit different. I was thinking about it and I think – one one answer to this, I should say, is to look for what people aren't doing. So, like, if mm. if there's certain bits that you see for people's roles or jobs that they're not doing or maybe nobody's sticking their hands up to do, 
I feel like try to stand out, like do that, see why nobody wants to do it, and then maybe you can change it. Like just look for those opportunities of what people aren't doing and do it is I guess is what I'm trying to say. That's a great answer. That's two of them today. You're just fucking nailing it today. <laughs> you're on. I rehearsed for this for weeks. You rehearsed. Good. So why you said that you're ready to go at two o'clock rather than three o'clock? Yeah, you had all I'll the answers in your head. <laughs> you know, like when you're studying for an exam. I don't know. I will. I will say it helps when you write your own questions, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's a. That's a good. The looking, yeah, for what's missing as well. That always provides an opportunity. Yeah. Um. Not, not to gloat, and this is from personal experience, but I, when I came to Carlton, um, they weren't doing a lot of digital marketing and I had a digital marketing background. So, like, I just started doing it. And yeah. I'm very lucky that, like, the people around me let me do it. But it's now a, a space that, the, that has helped my professional development and now has opened up my eyes to, like, what else can I be doing that is not yet being done. Yeah. Perfect, um, perfect example. See what, think, see, see yeah. what they're not doing. Do it, and you'll you'll learn and improve your company or team. Because I think, yeah, I think there is something in not trying to out. It's almost like you're not trying to outdo what you're already doing because you can trust that you've got people in the right positions that are making amazing videos or producing amazing whatever it might be. But do excel in what you're not doing. Cool. I, and uh, motivational. I've got one last one, sorry. Yeah. And it's going to be a quick one, but don't burn bridges. Mm, yep. If you're one. already working in the sports industry and you you might hate your boss, you might hate everyone you work with, don't burn that bridge because this is like an incestuous industry and there's one mm. day you're going to be working with them again. That's true. That's a hard one, though, because the chances yeah. are you're going to have to sort of stick up for yourself during your career of what. He's right and wrong, but yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, Strange. <laughs> long, we didn't mention him for one episode. Uh, there he is. Um, cool. So now this is this is an interesting one. No, this is a little bit one. silly, Michael. Isn't it? <laughs> a, bit, a bit cheeky <laughs> for a final episode. Um, what do you think each other's midlife crisis would be? Yeah, I've got one for you. I think. Oh, here we go. It's nothing too stupid. I think you'd reach a point in your life where you want to create or invent something and start like a business from it. So I can imagine you, even like in its simplest form, a quirky little coffee. You want to be, create a coffee shop, uh, one of the hole in the walls ones, and you just want to make it different somehow. But it would be some sort of real niche. Like you'd only make flat whites with two sugars. You'd, like you don't, you'd, you'd only do something really niche. I don't have an answer for what it quite might be but i think there's a common time in your life where you want to start a niche business is my answer you know interestingly enough my dream <laughs> after i'm done with sports coffee. is to start a coffee shop <laughs> is that come back but to your time in all, boston that like because you already work yeah it there. does i yeah. Lo- yeah i love making coffee number one but it's start a coffee shop that also has um cats a bike mechanic Inbuilt, so you can get it. You can drop off your bike, get it done, and like have a coffee, yeah, and a record, like a record shop out there. It's it's my three like it's hipster re- yeah, stupid things say, that I do. It's a real yeah. targeted approach, isn't it? Like I'm just imagining like sweaty cyclists in lycra holding <laughs> their cats and records. <laughs> 
That's that's my dream though. So you're not far off. Um, nice. Interestingly, I also I didn't go down a silly path. Um, <laughs> I don't want you keep saying I, silly like you're just up to D in the dictionary. Silly. And I mean yes. <laughs> I said, I've got never mind. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think there's going to be a point where you and Darren actually take Brotherhood Studios and make it a, an actual legitimate go back to sports it. sports agency. And I think that is. Probably not that far off, um, but I think that's going to be your midlife crisis, if we call it that. I think your real crisis, though, will be like adopting three more dogs and moving <laughs> out to like fucking Kyneton or something with an I'm alpaca. Done. Oh, I, we used to live next door to alpacas. I think one spelled once. The that's an interesting answer though, because I I don't know about that because I feel like we we experienced the like when we first started Brothers Studios, you had to make it a an actual business. So we experienced that first thing of tax, earning money by yourself, mm. whatever. And we sort of thought when we both landed full-time gigs, we're like, this is great. I'm not sure yeah. that's what, but that's what a midlife crisis is. Maybe, maybe it's in phases. Maybe we tried it. Maybe, yeah, that's right. Maybe come back, come to, back it. to it. Interesting. And would we call it Brotherhood Studios or would rebrand? I think, um, I think you'd call it Brotherhood Studios and you'd exclusively only hire twin brothers who are all video producers <laughs> just like this, this identical twins you walk in it's just like these <laughs> you imagine everyone's identical oh, well, real identical twins misfits uh, interesting uh but we'll move on and we could talk about that <laughs> we could talk about that for a while actually but next one so this is actually from uh, this is a real question. This is from a real question. <laughs> this yeah. is from Loz. So shout out Loz. What? Why did you start a pod about work? Were you interested in the community? Um, I think we've. I feel like we've spoken about this before, but I don't. I think it's changed. I think like we. So we started this after we got back from the hub um, in twenty twenty. And I think both of us were looking for something to do mm. and we both recognised that like content producers within sport in Australia don't really have a space or like a zone or like anywhere where their work can be really appreciated or or spoken about or get the chance to talk about it as well. Yeah. Um, so it was a bit about the community. It was a bit about like giving, trying to overcome that tall poppy syndrome that kind of really exists in our in our world really like in Australia in particular. Um, and I think selfishly it was also a, a great opportunity to meet some new people and and break down the barriers that exist between content producers and like a little bit of the ego there. Because yeah. I, I know like personally in the past I've, I've never been able to like really appreciate the work that another sports team is doing that easily like a part of me is always a bit bitter that it, it's not us yeah. but now that like i i know so many more people and part of it's because of this show which has been great like met so many new people um and been able to connect with them that i don't i don't feel that anymore when i see good work mm. i'm like fuck that's great like yeah. and i'm so happy that they're producing good work so um yeah i guess it was just about the community for for in a long and short answer. No, I think that's it. Well, firstly, community is a good word to sort of answer it to, but I think your your answer is spot on. I agree 100%. I think there's multiple reasons. Um, yeah, so just to back what you said, it's 
creating a, a space for people to talk about what we do because it, it's bloody cool what we do. Um, mm. And I think personally I I felt that because I to get in a position like this is always a really cool job. And then when I got there, it's just like we both agreed that there wasn't really a space for people to talk to. No, I'll talk yeah. about it. Um, and probably another one was basically just to, I, I'm sure you agree with this, just to keep pushing our skills. Like by doing yeah. this, by doing this, it sort of gave me confidence that I'm going to be up to date with what's happening. We're going to learn a shitload from not only people in Australia, but like overseas, internationally, which we haven't done as much in, but create, creating that community in Australia and who knows what we might talk to, who we might talk to in the future. So I agree. Yeah. I think that answers your question, Loz. And I guess to the work element part of it, we're lucky that it is work, but it isn't. Like we're interested yeah. in it regardless of if we're working in it. I I think on that, like when we, we started doing this, we definitely put a lot more. We've perhaps structured in a way that it did feel like work. And I think what we've learned yeah. over the last <laughs> last season is that this is this was supposed to be fun for us. And it wasn't supposed to be, oh, we have to post, we have to have this up. Exactly. And while we are trying to grow like uh, our brand and, and whatnot in our community, I feel like we're doing it slowly now and we're enjoying it a lot more. Yeah. Um, it's, it, that's an important lesson as well. Like if you're going to start these side things, don't feel obligated to post and do stuff because why are you even doing it if you if you do feel that pressure? Like it's a, yeah. it's, it's an outlet is, what I, is a good word for it. So I think if you're – Absolutely. If you're in this fast-paced environment, whatever job you're in, if you're starting these side things, it's probably as a bit of an outlet. So don't don't turn it into your actual work. Yeah, unless you want it to be your actual work. Like, well, if true. we wanted this to, <laughs> if we wanted this to be the only thing we did, we'd have to put a fuckload more work into it. True. Um, Very fair right point. Now, yeah, yeah. But thanks for the question, Loz. Yeah, appreciate that. Um, all right, Barks. Um, that's. That's all the questions that we actually got votes on. Um, so thank you everyone for voting. But I thought you proposed a, a pretty interesting question um, that I, I want to touch on because I think it's important, especially right now mm. um, while we're all still stuck at home. Um, how are you still staying creative or motivated during this period? Yeah, I think I think it's a good point. Um, got outvoted on our G poll, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, maybe you, maybe you people should care about individuals at home. <laughs> no, it's probably two things. Like, so one is my routine of um, being around screens. I think, like, I, I think I've tried. I probably haven't done a great job of it, but put a more focus of you have to get outside daily. You have to go for a walk, get away from your screen. I found that does that. That's when you your ideas start to flow. Um, yeah. And even if you do it and you don't get your ideas or what you want to do next whether it be work or your podcast, whatever it might be. Um, I found it like coincidentally, I feel like ideas do come to you later that day if you have had more time outside or that, that probably sounds real like what people try to push no. for sunlight and everything. But um, And then the second one is just like, I don't know, like I'm sure a lot of people can relate. Like if you're creative, it's hard to be creative if you're stuck in the same four walls. So like for me, I'd... I realized how much I miss just using my camera and just pressing the button of taking a photo, like filming. So I'm like, what, what can I do? Did that photography comp that we're doing now, but it just sort of like, for me, it was, I only ever enjoyed taking photos and doing stuff with the sport. But now if you create something, see what other people are going through, there's a lot of people at home bored. 
create mm. something like this photography competition that has helped me look at how like architecture is this the X theme. It's helped me look at houses and I don't know, like different things that I wouldn't normally look at. And I think I honestly think that will help me when we go back to work with what I'm producing. Cause you're looking at for different things. You're looking for different lighting that you might not typically see at Icon Park. Like mm. I, I just think challenging yourself and understand that there's probably people at home in the same situation. So I don't know if that answers you, but that's I don't know if that answers the question, but that's what I found for me personally has helped. Mate, there's no um, correct answer to that question. It's, sure, it's, it's your experience. Subjective. It's your experience. Um, awesome. But the, the getting outside and, and walking, I did a um, I did a course once um, which was all like the Don Drapers of the world, the, the big advertising executives, the yeah. creative minds of the world. Um, and the one thing that they all said, they all had these like quirky ways that they got creative and whatever and found inspiration. But the one thing that they all had in common was taking themselves – out of the situation yeah. of work and going for a walk, going to the movies or like just breaking that that barrier that they had of the rut of the space that they were in. Yeah. Um, so I think like going for a walk is it, – it sounds so stupid but it, for whatever you're going through, like it's one of the best things you can do to clear your mind. Yeah. Um, okay. I think – sorry. No, no, I was going to say it's also one of those answers that everybody gives and so it's sort of just mm. like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like everybody says that, but everybody says it for a reason. You have uh, – I know you directed that at me, but do you have any things you've done or any tips you've been able to hand, uh, suggest to the listeners? Yeah, I, I was just going to say I, I've struggled a bit. Like I haven't been that motivated the last couple of weeks and that's natural as well. Like mm. I, I don't think you need to feel bad about not being motivated, especially if you work in this industry or work in any industry really. Like you have your natural ups and downs and there's always going to be a time where you're like, fuck this. Like the last thing I want to do today is make a video or take photos or edit this graphic. Or I'm talk just get to it people. Done. Or talk to people. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, funnily enough, we have a podcast. Um, <laughs> but I, I think like – one thing for me is just being able to recognize when I'm not feeling motivated and not trying to push myself to be motivated, if yeah. that makes sense. Like if I have a day where I don't get any of – I have like 10 tasks and only three of them are, are actually urgent and I can push the rest to another day, I'll just do the three and then do something that makes me feel good. Yeah. And it might just be sitting on TikTok for an hour or <laughs> like an hour and a half. It could like yeah, you just could. need something. Um, aside from that, I – I like drawing, like mm. I do enjoy it and I've been battling with a, a T-shirt design that you'll hopefully all see um, in the next couple of weeks. I'm excited. I'm getting closer. Yeah. Um, but I often find like when I've got a set task like that and I can't get myself to, to sit down and do it, I'll do something else which is drawing but not what I'm supposed to be working on to at least let myself yeah. feel good about what I'm about to do. Um, so recently I've just been – downloading like um like they're called tattoo flash sheets which are just like sheets of different drawings i put them into procreate and i just trace them and it just like it gives you that hit in your brain where you're like oh this is like turning out really good you're not doing anything like mm. spectacular or anything like that but it's like just makes you feel good and and sometimes that's what you need to to re-motivate yourself you need to find something that's like Hey, this is giving me a bit of hit of dopamine or serotonin, whatever you want to call it, and it's making me feel good. I think it, um, I'm going to channel this into what I need to do now. I think that's a really, really good answer, and it's, it's quite a funny one because I I do the exact same thing, and I think mm. it's funny you say that because I remember I think I was talking to you actually, and I 
one day in Photoshop, I, old, I put this old school MBA photo into Photoshop and found this brush that turned it into like a, it's like a water pastel drawing. Yeah. So like sometimes if I'm doing something where I'm not quite into it or I'm losing motivation, I just literally open Photoshop. I didn't even leave the desk and you just start mindlessly like painting over this old school MBA photo and then you do, you start to feel like, well, it looks pretty cool. Oh, I'm going to make the video yeah. now because I feel better about myself. Exactly. And that's what you need sometimes. You just need, you don't need to hear it from anyone else. You don't need to hear from someone because you know that in the back of your head. You know like yeah. going for a walk, you know that like doing something that makes you feel good or, you know, like turning off your screen for a half an hour is going to work. Yeah. But you need to come to that conclusion yourself. It's like it's um, like tricking yourself almost, just tricking yourself is. into getting back into it. Which Mate, is, it's all fucking psychology when you think about yeah. it. Humans are bloody weird. We're all weird. They're fucking stupid people. <laughs> all um, right, stupid people. All right. Let's wrap let, wrap the season up. Let's what a joy it's up. been. Okay, guys, wrap it up. <laughs> That's a wrap on on season two. Um, really, we we can't thank you enough for tuning in. Thirty episodes is a lot of commitment. Um, even if you've listened to two episodes, even if you listen to one, even if you listen to thirty seconds of one. Um, it all it all may, means a lot to us. So thank you so much for um, giving us your time every week, um, following us on social, engaging with our posts. Um, it does it does mean a lot to us. So thank you for another wonderful season. Um, to all our guests, um, yes, you didn't have to be on the show, and you gave us the time. So particular shout outs to a couple of our international guests, um, Camille and Nick. Um, I think that's our two international guests. I hope so. Otherwise, it'd be, it's yeah, a bit, otherwise bit rude. <laughs> um, Nick might have actually been season one. Anyway, let's not get stuck anyway, in the minor details. But it? like, yeah, um, mate, we, we've had such a good time meeting all of you like, um, and finding out about more of the content you've done. Barks, I'm sure you'd say the same. Yeah. Um, I think I think the joy of it is the little, uh, the community we've unintentionally built. Like even... Um, Melbourne Storm again, the Michaela, we, we haven't come across her or her work before, but she quoted the tweet of saying something like being shouted out by the content catch up boys. I've made it or something like that's, <laughs> that's just a throwaway playful comment, but that's, that's the sort of thing that you just like, like we do, we appreciate everyone that's sing, every single person that listens and the yeah. guests that give up their time. So I, I agree. And everyone that sends us content or does even like answer with stupid questions like Daniel Geese, <laughs> do, do we love banana bread? I do. I do yes, like banana bread. We love banana yeah. bread. Um, Adrian Manidi, no, you can't come on the pod. Um, <laughs> we, we do read everything that comes through and we do check out every bit of content. Um, Bucks, what are some things that people can expect in this gap and in season three? So in the gap for – so we're not sure – well, unless you've got an idea of when we'll return for season three, but we'll have our we'll have our break. Um, in the meantime, though, we're going to dabble in the world of probably just a bit more content directed to YouTube only. So it's not going to be scheduled. It's not going to be planned. But I think an area we'd like to get into is if we see something, have those moments of inspiration, hop on, share our screen or make the video ourselves. It doesn't have to include, it won't include both of us. It's just going to be one of us at a time talking about what the hell we see or something that um, we purely want to watch and get our reaction. So that's a very loose description of it, but it's going to be a bit different. It's not going to be episode by episode, and we'll see how that goes. So basically, YouTube-specific content, we'll post it to the socials, sure, but 
it'll cover a bit more relevant um, and could be more frequent uh, topics. That's just because we always have shitloads of content that we don't get to talk about and we think- We like, don't want to keep saving and- we, Yeah, we don't want to keep saving it. and move out. Yeah. Um, one thing that I've been working on in the background, I've mentioned it to you, Bucks, but we're going to start it or I'm going to start doing it, is just a little bit of a newsletter um, where we can share some of those links. We obviously have the spreadsheet that we're populating, but maybe once um, a month or once every couple of weeks, I'll- I'll put together a little newsletter with just some links of some things that we've been watching, um, things that have been good, things that we like, and a little note from us. So you'll find the link for that to sign up in our, our bio. So give that a click. It's not going to be anything fancy. I hate newsletters <laughs> that are spammy and, and shit like that. So it's just going to be a couple of links, a little bit of an explanation. So if you're interested, sign up. Um, if you're not, well, yeah. Stuff here. Isn't it? You're a stuff here. Hate you. The, big, um, the biggest thing though, we want... We, we will dabble in the universe of merch. I'm putting the pu- yes. you on notice again, Jules. I know you're a busy man and it's going to be it's gonna be worth a wait, but I, I do want to see if we can develop a bit of merch. It's not going to be massive content catch-up logo on a big-ass hoodie. It's going to be something a bit more in the a, a bit more in the sports, how do you, the culture of sports. Is that a good Pop way to describe Pop culture sports, yeah. <laughs> I'm working on a piece right now that I think everyone – will enjoy um but watch this space we're also going to do it we'll do a run of like content catch up mugs and stickers if that's mm. what people want as let, well let us know um, let us know as well if you if you do have a yeah. preference if you do think a mug would be better or you would go out of your way to purchase a 300 dollars t-shirt then just let us know <laughs> um but again all those links once we lock in a design um which we're not far off We'll let you know. Um, we'll post it up in our story. Um, give us a vote and then we'll take some orders. Um, it's not going to be for us to make a shitload of cash on. It's just going to be a little bit of fun for us. I think it's always been something that I've I've been curious about, to be honest, like seeing what the merch world is. And it's not, as you said, we're not going to pump out like 300 T-shirts. It might be more of like a limited edition. Only 10 exist. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> NFT it. <laughs> NFTs. We're not doing NFTs. Or are we? <laughs> I don't know. anyway this is now officially the longest outro in the history of the content catch-up but everyone again thank you barks thank you thank you julian you've been great to work with and we'll see if uh we'll return it's like when radio hosts sign off their final final year and it's that awkward sort of are they going to return as is their show renewed no we'll be back for season three we don't know when Got do too we? much content we don't know when uh, no we won't put we might do a no, we won't put a time on it, but I'd say we'd probably have at least a summer series. At least one or two episodes. That's a wrap. See you later. See you for season three. Thank you, everyone, and goodbye. Keep well. Keep well? Maybe just stay Be well. well. Be good. Be good. Be better. All right, bye. Bye. Bye.